Hi there, and welcome to SciCare, the podcast where we talk about science, self-care, and all things wellness. I'm Robin Laird, your host, and as usual, I hope I'm joining you on a walk right now. If not, I hope you get a chance to move outside at some point soon. Let's talk about light. So I recently made a YouTube video on the lessons that I learned by walking 15,000 steps every day for two years. And if you're interested in that content, you can find it on YouTube by searching for my channel called The Science of Self-Care. But that's not what we're going to talk about today. I mentioned this video only because I got several comments from viewers about a point I made related to daily light exposure. So I wanted to delve a little bit deeper into this topic because I think it's something not a lot of people think about, yet it can greatly influence our sleep and overall health. I'm sure most of you listening are familiar with SAD. <laughs> not the emotion, but the condition, seasonal affect disorder, in which people experience a lower quality of life in darker periods of the year, deep winter. It's more prevalent in northern countries where winter days are extremely short and dark, this is a well-known example of how light exposure can affect our physiology and mental state. What I want to talk about today is related to this, but relevant to all seasons, and that is our daily light exposure in terms of light density. You might not realize it, but different environments have vastly different densities of light. And to illustrate how different light density can be, we can look at one of my favorite hobbies, photography. If you've ever taken a camera with the same settings and captured a photo indoors and then outdoors without making any adjustments, you'd undoubtedly experience either a vastly underexposed photo inside or a vastly overexposed photo outside or perhaps both. Maybe this example is a little too old school since everyone has a smartphone with HDR software these days, but with manual camera settings, you'll never be able to properly expose a photo with the same settings indoors and outdoors. And this is because the amount of light shining on you and the objects around you and into your camera lens is so much greater outdoors than when you're indoors, even on a very overcast and gray day. Light density or intensity is measured in a standardized unit called lux. Lux is different from lumens, which you may be familiar with from light bulb shopping. <laughs> lumens describe the total amount of light in an environment or that a light bulb is emitting, but not the density of that light. So 1000 lumens can be concentrated very strong in a spotlight with a high lux, or that same thousand lumens can be spread out in a softbox glow that delivers a very low lux. The reason why lux matters when we talk about our health is that our retina are essentially like photosensitive surfaces that respond to light density. So if the lux shining down on your eyeballs is very high, that will be picked up differently by the cells in your retina than if the lux of light shining through your pupils into your eye is lower. All right, so now that we've discussed what lux is, let's talk numbers. Indoor environments typically have a lux of under 1000, sometimes even 300 or less, depending on how dim your environment is. Compare that to a cloudy day, which can have several to 10,000 lux, or a sunny bright day, which may deliver upwards of 20 or 30,000 lux. So even a cloudy day can offer 10 times as dense light as your indoor home or work environment. But why do we actually care about all of this? Why is light so important? 
Well, the neurons in our eyes send light information to our suprachiasmatic nucleus, which is located right above the crossing of the optic nerves in our brain. And this area of our brain is known for its role in directing our daily sleep-wake cycles and other circadian rhythms in our body. Light is not the only way our body sets its daily cycle, but light exposure does have a strong influence on our biological rhythms. This is also why you might have heard that you should get a lot of sunlight if you're adjusting from jet lag. Bright light really does influence our sleep-wake cycle. But even if we are not trying to adjust for jet lag, it's a good idea to help our bodies understand when it's daytime and when it's nighttime. Especially during COVID with many of us working from home, I wouldn't be surprised if most people have been stepping outside much less and getting fewer moments in high lux light. And this can be problematic for our biological rhythms and the quality of our sleep. There are actually studies done where people are cut off from light altogether and remarkably, it turns out that we do retain a daily sleep-wake rhythm, but that most adults have natural internal clocks that are longer than 24 hours. So if you were actually cut off from light sources, you'd likely start going to bed a little later and waking up a little later every day and getting into a cycle where you're always a little bit behind because our world does run on a 24-hour clock. So an expanding circadian rhythm does not really fit the worlds that we live in. Light cues actually help us keep our rhythm closer to 24 hours. So you can imagine that if you're not stepping outside for a week and you're only working from home, it might become increasingly hard to get to bed on time. You might not feel sleepy come midnight. And one of the reasons might be that your body has not had sufficient light cues during daytime. So to bring this all back to practical reality, if you feel like you've been in a cycle of late nights and poor sleep, I would highly suggest paying attention to how much outdoor light you're getting, and perhaps even making a point of getting more light exposure. Obviously, many people work from their computer and are tied to their desk for a lot of the day, but even taking a brisk morning walk before work or eating your lunch outdoors during your break, this can help your eyeballs and brain understand when it's daytime, and that can help guide your sleep cycle, so that when bedtime does come, you are tired and ready to sleep. So far, I've just talked about sleep, but healthy circadian rhythms are so important to all sorts of biochemical processes in our body, our hormones, our insulin sensitivity. These are all influenced by circadian rhythms. There's a lot more to say here for another episode specifically on circadian rhythms, but just know that by helping your body understand when it's daytime through getting enough light, you're helping your body develop a healthy sleep-wake cycle that will benefit you in more ways than just sleep. So let's go get some light together. Moving our booties outside is always a good idea anyways. If you're not currently outside, maybe consider taking a break soon and getting outside. That's all for today. Thank you for tuning in. Relevant citations will be listed in the show notes, and you can follow along on Instagram at science.of.selfcare. Stay positive, stay healthy, and until next time, friends.